There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to My Millennial Money. I'm Glenn James. Just me today. John is not with me. This episode, it happened out of nowhere. It was just crazy, the chain of events that helped get Dave Ramsey in front of me with the microphone, Dan Purdy-Smith from uh, Hillsong and the team at Hillsong for allowing me to grab Dave for half an hour after he spoke at their church on the weekend that's just passed. So, if you are a fan of Dave Ramsey and his stuff, you will get a lot out of this. I've been listening to Dave for probably over 10 years because for me personally, I'm not above anything to do with personal finance. I've made the dumbest mistakes ever when it comes to money. But what I use something like the Dave Ramsey show for, for me, is to keep me encouraged, to keep me accountable to not doing dumb things. And it's also really funny. Uh, Some of the people that call up with their questions and how he answers them. He's a very polarizing figure. So, people either like him or do not like him, kind of like me. (laughs) And if you are... If you are listening to this, I'm sitting here with Asha because we've put this episode on YouTube because I also filmed the interview with Dave. So, thank you so much for listening and thank you to Dave and his team for allowing me to speak with him. And of course, none of this would be possible without our show partner, Sun Super. And if you're in the States, it'd be like Sun Super is a 401k provider or like a Roth IRA retirement type of account. Thank you to SunSuper. They are Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year, and they've got more than 1.4 million Aussies who trust them with their retirement savings. I am one of them. So thank you so much, SunSuper, for really getting behind the podcast and everything that we're doing to help keep people encouraged with their money keep them inspired with their career, with their life, all that stuff. So, if you are looking for a super fund, throw Sun Super in the mix. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much. Let's have a crack. Dave Ramsey is the world's leading voice in personal finance. His radio show, The Dave Ramsey Show, is played on over 600 radio stations in the USA to his 15 million plus listeners. Forbes has also cited Dave Ramsey as one of the top podcast earners for 2019, an accolade he shares with some little podcasts like The Joe Rogan Experience and My Favourite Murderer. You know, small-time stuff. Dave doesn't really do interviews with other podcasters, so it's actually really weird that he agreed to do one. It's even weirder that he's on with Glenn James. Like, does he even know he's in the presence of greatness? Glenn, that is. (laughs) Well, Dave, thanks so much for speaking to uh, My Millennial Money. And on behalf of all our listeners, uh, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today and making the time. Well, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, a lot of my listeners won't actually know that your podcast is actually a radio show that you've had for many years Mm -hmm. and that you've got a full business behind that helping Americans get in control of their money. Mm -hmm. So... 
you've got almost a thousand employees right. that work under you and with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got you know the top, you one of the top five radio personalities in the states. Mm-hmm. And my question is, what are the joys and or challenges with this machine that you've created? Well, I guess. Truthfully, the, from a business perspective, the joy is um, I don't have to do stuff I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other people do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, the wonderful thing about leadership is d- I can delegate things I'm not good at and things I don't want to do. Yeah. And so um, I get to work in my strengths. So these days I spend my time inside the business on a couple of things. As, on the CEO side, I, I work on new things and broken things which I'm very entrepreneurial, so that's fun for me. Stuff that's running, they need they need me to leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. Which is good for me and for the team. Um, and, and then on the other side, I'm the, I'm, I spend a certain amount of my time being part of our product with this radio show, the speaking books, whatever, the different, you know, live events that we do. So there's a percentage of my time, I am the pro- a portion of our product. There's six of us now carrying yeah. messages, the other Ramsey personalities. But that's, that's the fun of it, is I get to see the uh, uh, people working in their strengths, uh, there are areas I don't know anything about or not very good at, and um, truthfully, I, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't miss the old days when I had to set up the screens and yeah. I had to set the chairs up. Yeah, I don't like setting up this stuff here. Either. <laughs> <laughs> now, just on that, like, I, I guess I've kind of been in your ecosystem since 2009, mm-hmm. so I've watched you from afar, and my well, you visited the building. Right? I did, I did, yeah, 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 did, yeah. definitely. And from w- looking afar and when I had my financial planning business here in Australia, I focused on business succession. Mm-hmm. So watching you go from Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. to Ramsey Solutions mm-hmm. and seeing all the team members, I just want to give everyone that's listening uh, a bit of uh, information about Rachel Cruz, Chris Hol- Hogan, Ken Holman, Christy Wright, mm-hmm. and some of the cool stuff that they're doing. So how's that been for you and, and the transition with the succession? Yeah, I'm I'm turning 60 this year, and uh, about 12 years ago, I woke up one day and realized uh, I'm going to die mm. someday. Yeah, <laughs> and all these people that work here aren't going to have a job. That's irresponsible. And so uh, I started realizing it's not about me, and we needed to start planning uh, from a family business perspective, but also from a brand perspective, how to do succession. And so we started working on training the owners, the next generation of owners, to be wise owners, the Ramsey kiddos. Uh, which are 28, 30, and 33, and they've been at it for about 10 years, and they're very, very bright beyond their own years. I'll brag on my kids, but they're ready to be owners. They right. can carry it today if I die. Uh, training our leadership team to carry all the leadership decisions and make the decisions, which includes the Ramsey kids, but also our whole team. They were ready before anybody else was ready. We yeah. had an incredible leadership team 12 years ago. Now they're completely lights out. Any one of them of our operating board could run a company twice our size. They're, right. they're just absolutely lights out. The challenge was trying to find uh, anyone who had handed off a brand like ours, mm. uh, whether it be in ministry where the pastor is a, is a big deal. How can he hand that off and not leave a gap the size of you could shoot a cannon through when he leaves or whether it's a business, uh, a personality like we are in the marketplace. Most of the time it dies when the person dies. Yeah. And so we started studying and we couldn't find anybody. We couldn't find any best practices, couldn't find any good examples. There's a few, but they were weird and it wasn't a good tie in. And I think God told us clearly that it was a a one to many handoff was all that was going to work. And so the idea of having multiple speakers and teachers in multiple areas, not just finance, but leadership and parenting and marriage and across the board started evolving. And 
Uh, my daughter is one of them. There's six of us. Actually, there's seven. We just hired another guy that will be rolling out to the public in the fall uh, in a whole other space. But uh, but the Ken Coleman is in career. Chris Hogan, Rachel Cruz are in um, uh, the finance area. I actually met uh, Rachel and Chris at FinCon. Yeah, uh, a couple yeah. years back with uh, Pete yeah, they and both Phil Taylor. And yeah, 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 they yeah sure so did. shout yeah. out to our FinCon yeah. crew. We got a bunch of FinCon uh, listeners and fans. We hang out with a bunch of those guys. Yeah. Some, some of the guys are coming up in our space. We're helping them and that yeah. kind of stuff too, even if, if they're not on our team. So yeah, we're, you know, we're, those two are evolving there. Christy Wright is uh, equipping women to make money doing what they love. And she's also speaking into the women's space. A lot of women's conferences, the Beth Moore type stuff. And Priscilla Schreier, her, she and Rachel run around in the circle. Christine King run around those circles. Yeah. And so they're doing all that as well. And, and, and then Ken Coleman is purely uh, his podcast. All of his information is in the career space, how to maximize your career, how to yeah, find, find stuff you love doing and make money doing it, and how do you, you know, get out of that job you hate, how do you get a job, all that kind of stuff around the career thing. And it's, it's going great guns. So Anthony O'Neill is a ball of fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's taken on the whole student loan debacle. And uh, we launched a podcast uh, that was an eight, episode series that had a million one downloads in just a matter of weeks it was a borrowed future uh, about the uh, student loan crisis yeah because you spoke this morning about it's creeping in here yeah and is. the government are, are allowing uh ancillary education providers to get their mitts onto the government scheme mm-hmm. so it's uh it's very interesting to see well anytime happening. you can tie uh unlimited government money into any industry uh, you can see the same symptoms in any culture happen. So you guys are just, uh, you've got the same disease. It's just not manifest itself as far. If you all don't stop it now, there, there you're going to have a problem like we've got. You know, there's a, a crazy thing that um, the government will allow you to do here is allow students to get a loan with their hex slash help debt. Exactly. And travel to for life yeah. broadening. Yeah. Like it's just, it's out of control. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that, see, that's just ridiculous mm. because it's, it's the same as in, in the States. I mean, we've got an 18 year old who uh, we make a hundred to $150,000 loan to mm. completely unsecured. Yeah. Who has no job experience. No other banker in the world would make that loan except a stupid government. Yeah. That's absolutely asinine. It's ridiculous. And it's completely out of control. Yeah. It's got to stop. Totally. So if we're moving on with, I guess, human behavior and people wanting to get loans for low-paying jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get, get a loan and spend the rest of my life paying off the loan so I could get this job. Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, I struggle with this sometimes and the way I teach, uh, much like yourself. I can service my own car. I, when I had hair, I could cut my own hair. I can mm-hmm. go buy the tools. I can mm-hmm. put the own electricity or the electrical ta- cables in my house. But I don't because I'm not a professional. Why do you think so many people think that when it comes to money, just because they've got access to a share trading platform, that they can Mm. pick individual stocks and game the system? And I don't know if it's this emotional thing. It's like, I need money for a sense of security. So I need to get rich quick. Yeah. Uh, Where the, the facts are, you know, you talk about Buffett all the time. He basically says, hey, guys, if I check out and die, I just throw all the money in an index fund. Exactly. So, like, what is it with humans and these people that are trying to buy shares and stocks? They don't even have their emergency fund. Like, it's, it's just wild. What's your take on the human psychology part of it? Well, there's really two reasons that people play uh, stupid money games. Uh, one is desperation. They don't believe they're really going to succeed unless they take these wild risks. 
Um, and they may be because they're so far in a hole that they're trying to create a mathematical miracle for themselves. And I have discovered, I'm old, I have discovered that in my life, right after I get desperate, I get stupid. And right after I get stupid, I get broke. Mm. It always, it's, and it's a real sad thing. The, the there's holy a, there's trinity a, of... It really is. It's not a thing, I, it's easy to make fun of, but, or be trite about. But the truth is, is this is a very sad, scared person. They feel overwhelmed. There's no way I can get out of it except this one Hail Mary pass, right? That's the only way I can get out. And the second reason people do it is just unmitigated greed. And there's a, 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 an arrogance to that that says, oh, I know the rules, but I'm smarter than the rules. I know the law of gravity, but I can fly. And so I'm jumping off this building, and you can't stop me because, by God, I can fly. Yeah. And there's an arrogance to that that is just, oh, it's sickening. But there's a, there's a precedence that we know that you can't fly. So <laughs> I know. There's all this information <laughs> that says you're going to hit the sidewalk. It's funny. I, I tell people, while you're over there picking the ideal stock, and even to the point you're picking the perfect 0.1% interest rate over this different bank account, you're focusing on that. I'm focusing over here with a shovel, just throwing money in and investing it. Yeah, exactly. And where do you want to put your energy? So it's an interesting... And, and, and you know, and the difference is this, from a statistical, you know, simple analysis of the actual data, mm. who wins? Who wins? And it's not the single stock play. Yeah. 78% of the day traders in the States lose money. That's all of them. Yeah. They all lose money. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's ridiculous. If 78% of the time you got in a car, you got killed driving down the highway, you would never go down that highway. That would be called the highway of death, and everyone would avoid it. You know, only the fool would drive that highway. But this guy, he's got it figured out. I can do it. And it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I always reference, there's a, a report that came out of Berkeley and it's called trading is hazardous to your wealth. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we've got the professors studying it and yeah. proving. Well, it's, it's probability and statistics. Totally. It's, it's pure data. It's really there. And, and yet I've got this, you know, who, who, who says I'm better than 78% of the people? An idiot. That's who does that. But there's an arrogance that causes that, that, um, that makes you believe I'm, I know the rules, but I'm better than the rules. I'm smarter. And I can do this anyway. And you're, that, that's right before the fall is where that pride happens. Absolutely. So if you're out there and you are looking to invest, and it's not even a discussion on active funds or index funds, it's keep your dirty mitts off individual stocks mm -hmm. and just shovel money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, we just finished the largest study of millionaires ever done in America. Uh, Chris Hogan put it out in a book we, that we call Everyday Millionaires. And um, uh, did you provide any, did you fill the survey out? Hmm? Did you yourself feel this? No, 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 no. That would have been. Honestly, that yeah. No, our research, our research <laughs> process was too tight for that. No, it wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't allowed anybody that we knew. It was all blind. And yeah. um, but the the data that is in that was, it was overwhelming. I mean, it's not like it was fifty one percent. All of the answers come back on all these questions. 89%, 79%, 93% to where we, you know, there's it's like none of them got rich quick none of them 93 percent were systematic slow burn investors none of them said i mean like two percent or something said i made my money on stock hit it just doesn't happen i love when you get a call and, and someone asks you for your advice and they already know what they're going to do even though 
<laughs> it's a dumb decision. And everyone listening knows. Yeah. So there's it's just great weird, it's just weird conversation. I love yeah. it. Keep calling in because it's it's fantastic. Now, another little um, thing that creeps up every now and again, probably in Australia in the media, maybe every four to six months, gold price is at the oh, historic yeah, that, peaks. That happens everywhere. Yeah. Everyone run out and buy gold. Yeah. Why are we not buying gold, Dave? Again, let's look at the track record. Gold has a very clear track record. And um, in the last 100 years, gold has yielded a 2% rate of return. No. Yeah, no thanks. I'll, you know, what, a savings account beats it? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. So, no, I'm not doing that. But, uh, you know, but you always find the gold bug. That's what I call these people, the gold bugs, because they hate me, because I trash gold all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I have no gold except some cufflinks. Yeah. That's it. And uh, because it absolutely is... The only time gold makes money is when people are super greedy or they're super afraid. So, like, if, they, if the news is bad, everyone runs from the markets into gold, and they run the price up. If the news is good, it real quietly goes in half. Yeah. It goes from 1800 an ounce to 900 an ounce. And so you t- turned your 100000 bucks into 50000 You just lost your butt. But nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. But they talk about that time I made money. I mean, gold stories, stock stories, and fishing stories, right? Golfing yeah. <laughs> stories. The one time that I did that, you know, and, and it just keeps you playing. So, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. What you need to remember about is um, basic investing is needs to, you always need to invest in things that create money, okay? That keeps you away from commodities. Mm. So that would allow stocks. It would allow mutual funds. It would allow real estate. It would allow business if you buy into a business or something like that. You, those are things that are creating money. Gold, a commodity, does not create money. It's a rock. The, uh, we're, the only thing that creates the change in value is the fight over the rock. Mm. There's no change. It does not create an income stream. There's, there's no, it didn't go up in profits like a, stock, a company does. Mm. There's, not, there's no P.E. ratio. It's a rock. And we're fighting over a rock. If there's less of us fighting over it, it's a supply-demand curve from the seventh grade. <laughs> okay? Less of us fighting over it means the value of the rock goes down. More of us fighting over it means the value of the rock goes up. It has no intrinsic value because there's no numbers associated with it. It's a fight over a rock. Maybe the people who are fussed about gold need to just get their tinfoil hat off and pretend that's precious metal yeah it's like it's Be cheaper what, yeah. <laughs> it's it truly i mean think about it. what made it valuable we decided it was exactly you could pick up a piece of gravel out of the driveway and, and everybody decides it's valuable all of a sudden it's valuable mm. what makes paper money valuable it's green paper or in australia it's beautiful different colored paper right with plastic even yeah, <laughs> with a little clear thing in it it's yeah. kind of it's beautiful money yeah. but the uh but it, you know what makes it valuable not the paper. There's no value. It's what you can trade for it, and it's what we, we have a shared belief that it has value. Otherwise, it has no value. I've got some paper money from uh, Saddam Hussein's regime. Oh, wow. You know, the, some of the soldiers brought back from, from America after the whole Iraqi thing. And so guess what? You know what that paper's worth? Nothing. <laughs> it's a souvenir. There's no one that places any trust in it anymore. Yeah. I've got some money from the South in the Civil War. The Confederacy in the United States, old Confederate money. It's a souvenir. No one will take it if I want to buy something at a restaurant. It's a piece of paper. The agreement that we have over the value of it went away, Mm. and so the value went away. That's your hint that you're investing in the wrong thing.
Yeah, no, that's a... There's a no, it has to be agreement. It's a good lesson for those uh, playing at home, the gold game, stop playing. Now, Dave, what's your favourite common misconception to rant about and have the most fun with? And I'll, I'll give you a, a choice if you can choose one. Okay. Using a credit card to get a credit score, using a credit card to get the points, whole of life insurance policies, or the mindset of, I can't get a job as there's no jobs in my area. <laughs> like if I said, Dave, we, we need you to have a rant about something, what gives you the most joy? <laughs> uh, well, I probably have spent the most time on the credit card issues, Yeah, whether it's the points or the, the card in general. Um, and I'm convinced, um, and it's no exception in Australia, credit card debt $32 billion now mm. here. And so um, it's a real problem. And the, uh, uh, but the, I'm convinced that the credit card is the cigarette of the financial world. That, um, you know, in the 1950s, every movie star had one in their lips. Mm. Everybody that was cool had a cigarette. Everybody thought cigarettes were everywhere. Every restaurant, you smoked on airplanes in the 60s. It was a tube full of smoke, yeah. and we're in there sitting. You know, I mean, it was, you know, I remember as a child, the first time non-smoking sections in restaurants in the States came out. And, and what happened was gradually people started realizing it's not cool. Yeah. It kills you. The Surgeon General wasn't kidding. No. It kills you. It's not cool. And, 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 and a generation later, we've realized that there were major corporations lying to us, telling us, marketing it to our children, killing our children, teaching teenagers to smoke and killing them. And so, you know, these entire multi-billion dollar corporations have been completely taken apart by class action lawsuits, and the entire cultural shift has vilified what was previously thought to be the most cool thing in the world. Once the reality of what it was was realized, it became the most uncool thing. Mm. And I think credit cards are heading there. Yeah. I think they're heading there. They've been killing people for years. At the, to, you know, we're building towers in the skylines with our money that we work so hard for mm. because we can't say no to ourselves and we keep buying stuff with money we don't have to impress people we don't even really like. And it just it goes on and on and on and on. And it's moving. The, de- the usage of the debit card is, has eclipsed checks a long time ago. And it's, it's approaching the credit card and it's worrying the people at Visa and MasterCard. Mm. Yeah. And, and the whole reason those cards are created is because on balance you will lose. I use the analogy that, uh, you remember the, the old magicians in Vegas? Oh, yeah. Singfred and Roy. Oh, and absolutely. I, I may have even learned it from you. I don't know. Tell me. So they've, they've got this wild tiger on mm-hmm. stage or a lion, a mm-hmm. white one, and, th- and they tamed it, tamed the tiger. Had three or four of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Until one day the tiger turned around and mauled one of them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see happening with these people who live in this credit cycle. I know I've got it under control. You will get stung one day because it's designed to attack. Yeah, and then don't be shocked. Yeah, exactly. It is not designed for your benefit. No. There's nothing about it that's designed for your benefit. The cost of funds on that is 2%, and they're charging you 28. I mean, grow up. Yeah. There's nothing good about this. And, of course, I pay mine off every month, which is an absolute joke. No, you don't. 78% don't pay them off every month. The only thing that's paid off every month is a debit card because you can't run debt on it. That's right. And the whole thing with I paid off every month, well, statistically, you've spent more than 12 to 18% more than you're going to spend anyway. So you bought the points. So exactly. That, anyway. Now, I've got a question, a listener question here from Chris McCaig, who is the one who introduced me to you many years ago. Fun. So I um, I don't know if he 
listens much anymore, but he does from today again. So <laughs> I'm married. I'm 41 with four kids, self-employed my whole working life. The only debt remaining is the mortgage. I don't have much in retirement. Is it best to focus on savings, paying down the mortgage, beefing up retirement or a combination? That's a typical malady for a self-employed person to not do investing except back into their own business. Mm. Um, it's very easy to do because uh, those of us that run and own businesses, we know that if we take that $10,000 and put it in the business, we can make money with it. Yeah. And so we tend to put it all back in there and not have any retirement on the side. Um, it also sets you up for a very difficult succession plan for your business because you got no money except mm. the business. So it's hard to transition it. Um, it, it's also from a diversification standpoint, unwise. And so we're constantly, we work through our entree leadership program. We work with a lot, tens of thousands of small business guys and gals. And we're always telling them, you got to do your side stuff for your retirement. Mm. You got to be over here investing on the side and, and, and that way you're diversified. You don't have all your money in this one company, yours, yeah. Yeah. uh, which I understand. I get it. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I'm always got something I can do more than I have money. There's yeah. always, there's always another thing you can do when yeah. you're an entrepreneur. Uh, but you've got to learn to have the discipline to have a side deal where you're putting some basic slow walk investing over here in some good mutual funds inside your retirement plan. Yeah. So there you go, Chris. Start to, um, and I think over 40 as well, like the yeah. kids are left the nest. We've got to start pumping. Yeah. It's called superannuation in Australia. And the truth is he's in really good shape. He's done a great job overall. Yeah. This is more of a fine tune. He's not like over in the stupid column. I mean, he's out of debt except his house. He's done a good job. He's run his own business. He's been successful for a long time. So the fine tuning is, you know, diversify by having your stuff on the side. Do some things that aren't uh, your business. In the short time I've got left, Dave, I was wondering if I could play a game with you to find out if you're actually really Australian. <laughs> you can tell by the accent, huh? Yeah, yeah okay. well, he might be. He All might right. be Australian. So there's some little questions here. They're not too hard. Okay. What's our pre-tax contribution cap to our retirement? I have no idea. Yeah. None. Yeah. Well, it's 25 grand Australian. Okay. So it's pretty generous. Australia is yeah. a bit of a tax haven. I keep telling people we live in a bloody tax haven, so start shoveling. You probably do. Yeah, that's that's ridiculously yeah. good. So yeah. it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, go, if you if you think that's bad, visit Europe and you'll come home and have a party. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. So I'll just put a. But you get free stuff with all those extra taxes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called socialism. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to put a cross next to that one, Dave. Uh, is the uh, who is the most powerful person in Australia? The Prime Minister or Governor General? I don't know. I'll guess and say the Prime Minister. That's incorrect, Dave. Ah, okay. So, so the, the Governor-General is a representative of the Queen oh. and can dissolve the Parliament. Oh, much like the Royals in the UK. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Well, okay. we are just a humble colonial outpost here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get the stereotype started. Yeah, okay, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to tip in Australia? No. No, good. It's creeping in, though, and I hate it because these people, like, if it's good service, yeah. I'll tip. But if it's you're doing your job and you suck at it, anyway. Yeah, I, I, the only reason I know that is we're on vacation here. Yeah. And so uh, it's in all the brochures and stuff we got yeah. from the company we're coming with. But I love tipping. I see it as a form of generosity. So I tip even when you're not supposed to. In yeah. America, everywhere I go. Yeah. I just, I, just, I just leave money. I just love just leaving money around. Yeah. And so, you know, like uh, people in America, they don't, they, you know, it's a heavy tipping culture. But they don't uh, ever say thank you to the, the lady, that, uh, sometimes a gentleman that cleans your room in a hotel. 
So I always leave, you know, 20 or something on the bed as I yeah. leave. Yeah. Just to say, hey, I got you. I understand. You're doing some hard work here. And I just, I think it's a fun way to, to uh, give a nod and just say, give, give some work dignity and just say thank you. The problem I've got with it in Australia. I, the, I don't like the entitlement part of it. Yeah, and that's the problem I've got with in Australia. Yeah. We've got the, the machine now that you can select tip or no tip. Yeah, so I did see that. So it's yeah. like, we're entitled to this. Yeah. I was like, well, no, because you don't actually care. Well, Uber's, Uber's even got that now on yeah, the Uber app. Yeah. It's, uh, now you can add a tip. Uh, it used to make, be difficult to tip an Uber driver, but now yeah, you can do it real easily. Stuff. And I, I mean, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of Uber. Yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> um, what do you call an Aussie redneck? Oh, man, we're rednecks and hillbillies, and I don't know that here. Wait a minute. Uh, I don't know. I wish I did, because that's a great question. I won't forget it after this. A bogan. A bogan. Bogan. B-O-G-A-N. Yeah. Okay. No, I wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. So I'm a bogan like you. See, I would have used that in my talks today. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you're no help. Get, you didn't brief. You could, have, you could have briefed me on that because you know I did all this redneck hillbilly stuff in my talks, yeah. So I started to, uh, I knew I was a bogan when I started to do well and I got a, uh, a Lexus, you know. Yeah. IS350. Yeah. Did burnouts in it. Yeah, you know, and oh, it cost me seven hundred dollars worth of tires. That's it. Yeah, so that's, 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 a, like, yeah, that's the whole you thing. You can take the Vogan. That's that, well, that's just like you, me, you just like me in America. Yeah, I yeah, gotcha. totally. And the last one, if you get this right, you can just be an Australian. Okay, okay. Do you like Keith Urban's music? <laughs> I live in Nashville, and so we see Keith and Nicole yeah, around yeah. frequently, and we've yeah. got several friends, and, and we bump into him. He is he is a genuinely nice human being. Yeah. He really is. He married Nicole. He's got great taste, but yeah. he's a genuinely nice human being. And he probably the guitarists and all the the uh, like. Brad Paisley's a good friend, yep. and um, he's good friends with Keith too. Uh, that's how I met him was through him. And uh, Vince Gill, uh, who's playing with the Eagles now, they're probably two of the better guitarists alive right now. Yeah. And they say Keith is maybe better than they are. He is an he's a world class guitarist. So and he's an entertainer. Big Keith Urban fan. Yeah. Big, because well, because when I get, we're in Nashville, so we get to see all the behind the scenes stuff and we know who the jerks are. Yeah. He's not one of the jerks. He's right. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You can there be you go. an Australian. I, all right. I'm, I'm an unofficial Bogan. Now. There you go. <laughs> I've got two minutes left. Okay. okay. So I'm going to do something for everyone listening. You've had your turn. You've had your Dave. Now it's time for Glenn to have some Dave. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. In my studio as a talking point. Okay. I've got a photo of when... I visited you. No way. And I was wondering if you could sign. I'll just show Look you. Look at that. There we go. <laughs> we did meet. Yes, we, we did. did. I love that. When, when I had hair and... Wow, 20 minutes ago, huh? Yeah, exactly. Right. So Look if you that. could sign right over the glass, I would love that. You got it, man. I'd be honored. That's very cool. And I'm actually in Nashville in two weeks, so I'm going to drop in and see the new studio. Yeah, I won't be there, but um, I'll be here. Yeah, I'll say hi. But uh, tell everybody hey for me. And uh, we'll get him hooked up with some of the folk there. So we'll get you a backstage tour and all that. Oh, great. That'd be awesome. Very nice. Very nice. I'm honored. Thank you, sir. Well, no, I just, I appreciate you. Like I've, um, and this is why I like, listen to Dave's show, listen to his personality show. Like, yes, the, the legislation is different. Yes, the systems are different, but there's this underlying tone of the same principles that apply sure. wherever you are in the world so live on less than you make you don't have to pick a country for that and know? invest the rest it's pretty good and as a token of my appreciation on behalf of all the my millennial money listeners i've got your little gift oh thank you now i've got your money bag ah, these are our, our merch bags I love it but inside the money bag there's a 
It's, it's an Australian brand called RM Williams. Ooh. And, you know, they make, you know, good boots. So, if, yeah. you, if you see this, drop in and get some boots. Yeah, I will. Um, Hugh yeah. Jackman is the face of RM. Oh, yeah. And there's a little gift in there for you, Dave. So well, thank you, sir. Very kind. Oh, a nice belt. Very yeah. nice. So, if that doesn't fit, Very there's cool. a gift certificate in there. If you're in town, oh, nice. you can just swap it out. And there's another little thing in there as well for well, um, thank you, sir. For you. Uh, Very so kind. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time we've had together. Thank you. And uh, hope to talk again soon. Absolutely. You got it, bro. All right. Bye-bye. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com click get help and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, Canstar and Finder. Find out more about Sun Super at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving, and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, anyway, make sure you stay connected via our Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.